open our Bibles tonight to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 23. Proverbs chapter 23 and then verse number 23. 23, 23. Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 23. And you'll notice the word of God says this. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Let's look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, how we thank you and how we praise you tonight for your goodness to us. Lord, how we thank you for how you have blessed us. And dear Lord Jesus, given us the opportunity of serving you. And Lord, how we thank you, Father, for the opportunity we've had here at Harvest, Lord, for these last 10 years. Oh, dear Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Father, that we have been able to serve alongside uh, just some wonderful servants of the Lord. And, uh, Father, we just continue to pray and ask that you would bless, dear Lord Jesus, uh, this ministry here at Harvest. Thank you again, dear Lord Jesus, that we can call upon your name and we will give Jesus all the praise. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Uh, Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. You know, the Wall Street Journal, they uh, posted something not too long ago and uh, by somebody who defined money as an article which may be used as a universal passport to everywhere except heaven and as a universal provider for everything except happiness. And you know, folks, I want you to understand something that God's word uses time and time and time again in his word. References to money, references to finances, references to uh, financial decisions to teach us some great eternal truth from his word. Because let's face it, when we talk about financial decisions, when we talk about money, it always gets our attention. It is something that we just want to focus like a laser when it comes to if you're going to be making some kind of a big money decision. And so God's word does that. Matter of fact, in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse number one, we read where God's word says this, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters, and he that hath no money, come ye, buy and eat, yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. And uh, this might seem to be a contradiction because the scripture says, no, you don't need money. And yet Solomon, in his wisdom, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, buy the truth. Buy the truth and sell it not. And it's just another emphasis, another way to get across God's truth for us tonight. And if you are a child of God, I hope you understand that even though salvation is available for all, it came at a great 
price. In Genesis chapter 48, as a matter of fact, in verse number 16, uh, uh, Jacob was speaking and he said, The angel which redeemed me from all evil blessed the lads and let my name be named on them and the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. Most Bible teachers would tell you that that reference there about the angel which redeemed them was speaking about the pre-incarnate appearance of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now remember that Jesus Christ, he paid the price, paid the price for our redemption. That has been met. Jesus shed his blood. He shed his blood for the ransom for all of our sins. But again, Time and time and time again, the scripture uses financial uh, illustrations to demonstrate the importance of God's eternal truths. Matter of fact, in Matthew chapter 13, where we see the listing of the kingdom parables, the scripture says in Matthew chapter 13 and verse number 44, where it says, and again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hid in a field, the wind which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, a little bit later, in verse number 45, the word of God says this in Matthew chapter 13. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price went and sold all that he had and bought it and so again and again and again the Lord uses this emphasis of financial decisions to drive home some of his great eternal biblical truths for us and that's what we see here in Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 23 this the wise man Solomon, who had so much, had so many opportunities, he gives us this pearl of truth that God gives him of buying the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Oh yes, let's be sure that we understand something tonight. And that is nobody Nobody, nobody buys their way into heaven. My friends, listen, you cannot buy your way into heaven. To be sure, there was a price tag for your salvation, but praise the Lord, uh, Jesus Christ paid it all. You and I, by the grace of God, have been redeemed. Do you realize that redeemed is a banking term? That is a financial term. It has the idea of to gain or to regain possession of something in exchange for a payment. Oh, yes. By the truth. By the truth. Folks, God wants us to understand of how important his truth is in our lives. Is God's truth important to you tonight? Do you realize just what it means and, and how helpful it is and how necessary it is that we know God's truth? Oh, yes, we need to buy the truth. But, you know, Solomon doesn't say anything about what it's going to cost. 
But we better have it. We better have that first and foremost because it is ever so dear. You remember when Jesus stood before Pilate and Pilate said, uh, and Jesus had said that he would bring in truth. And Pilate responded with truth. What is truth? Well, Solomon tells us here that what is truth that you must get and you must keep regardless of the cost. You know, in the world of commerce and business, buying and selling, I mean, it's just part of everyday work, everyday business. I mean, you can buy houses and fix houses and sell houses. You can buy land and sell that land. You can buy vehicles and sell those vehicles. You can buy jewelry and sell that jewelry. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on tonight of the things that people will buy and sell, buy and sell, buy and sell to be able to create and generate income of some kind. But truth is a jewel that should never be sold. Psalm 119 and verse number 111 says this, thy testimonies or God's truth have I taken as a heritage your inheritance from the Lord forever for they are the rejoicing of my heart. Oh yes, once you have acquired God's truth, keep it close to you. Look to it in season and out of season. When you are weary, when you are weak, when you are shaken, turn your eyes to the truth that God has revealed to you. Uh, But you know, just like you hear sometimes at the commercial, but wait, there's more. And there is when it comes to doing business with God. Because as Solomon here says it, buy the truth and sell it not. But guess what? You also get in exchange with that, you get wisdom and instruction and understanding. It's all part of the package. God's truth includes wisdom. God's truth includes instruction. God's truth includes understanding. Oh, the treasure of truth, my friends, will only be found in the word of God. If you look for it in this world, boy, you're going to be disappointed. That's all there is to it. This world, frankly, wants anything but the truth. I'm sure you've heard this statement before. Uh, You know, sometimes the truth hurts. And that's true. It does. I think that's one of the reasons why this world is not interested in the truth. Because the truth does hurt. But the Lord clearly puts a high premium on the truth because it comes from the Lord himself. Matter of fact, what did Jesus say that night when he was in the garden praying in John chapter 17 and verse number 17? What is truth? Jesus told us pretty plainly. He said, thy word is truth. This right here, folks, is truth, is truth. You know, facts change. Facts change. At one time, it was a fact that no one could fly through the air and go anywhere that they wanted to go. 
That's what the fact was back in the uh, 1800s. But then along came 1903. And the Wright brothers, some boys from uh, uh, Dayton, Ohio, found out a way to, with, with their wing and so forth uh, to be able to fly. Now that fact has changed. But it was based upon a truth that has always been according to God's plan. God's word is true. You can trust God's word. You can depend upon God's word tonight. And so uh, the Lord's admonition about truth is pretty plain. It's pretty clear here. Seek it. Acquire it. Treasure it. Once you get God's truth, don't let it go. Don't ever let it be cheapened in your eyes, for it is the most precious it, it can be, whether it is that wisdom, that instruction, and that understanding. You know, someone in business, someone in business, they buy for the very purpose of selling. They don't buy unless they're pretty sure that they can sell it at a profit. But... Solomon, who had unusual business sense, said that it's all about buying but not selling. There is no way, no way that you can sell truth and come out ahead. So for those of you taking notes, my first point, of course, that I'm emphasizing is just simply this. Buy truth. Buy truth. In other words, be sure that you understand what is truth. Have truth. Understand what is truth. Truth, that which is settled, that which is fixed, that which is firm, that which is unchanging, which is always going to be true, that you can depend upon. Book of Proverbs, chapter 3. And verse number three tells us this. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. In Proverbs chapter eight and verse number seven. For my mouth shall speak truth. And wickedness is an abomination to my lips. In Proverbs chapter 12 and verse number 17. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse number 19. The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. My friends, when God's word speaks of truth, it refers to that which is faithful, that which is sure, that which is reliable, that which is stable. Yes, facts will change, but God's truth does not change. Truth is able to guide. Truth is able to instruct our hearts. It is the power of truth that will keep us from sin and on the path of right living. There is a profound reason why God tells us and instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. Be sure that you know God's truth, that you depend upon God's truth. God's truth is valuable. God's truth is precious. It is so important. I mean, God's truth is, is one of the few things that are truly genuine. How many times, 
How many times have you been to a store and looked at something maybe over and over and over? You've looked at the product and you've looked at it. Maybe you've picked it up. Maybe you held it. Maybe you looked at it. Maybe you thought about it. Maybe, and then you saw those little numbers there of the price tag and you put it back down. Boy, I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what? You pick it back up again. Look at it. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Let me see again. You know? And you put it back down. I, I, I'm talking to some folks that know what I'm talking about. Amen. <laughs> Maybe you kind of went around the aisle and you came back and looked at it again, you know, and so forth. And then maybe you finally thought, oh, well, I got a credit card on. I just might as well go ahead and put it on, you know, did not worry about it. Oh, but listen, I, I, I mean, is this worth the investment that I plan to put into this? You know, I, you know, I've only ever bought one new car in all my life. And it was, I'll never forget it because that year it was April the 15th, April the 15th, income tax day. And, uh, and I was, and I remember when I was signing the papers for this car. And uh, of course, you know, my dad, he worked at Ford, so I got the employee family discount thing, you know, and so forth. And, uh, and I went ahead and I signed, I said, boy, boy, I am buying this new car on April the 15th. I said, how in the world can that be? I, don't, I remember when I was teaching there at the college in Fremont, and I was using for a way of illustration. And I said, well, I said, for example, folks, uh, let, let, let's, what about April 15th? What is April the 15th known for? Silence. Silence. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. I thought, you mean all these college students? They have no idea the significance of April the 5th. I said, I'm talking about in America. <laughs> silence, silence, silence. And then finally I had one student raise her hand and she said, is that the day that the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> I, I kid you not, that's what they said. I said, no. I said, that, that is uh, December the 7th, you know. <laughs> April the 15th, that's income tax day, you know, you got to pay your income taxes by then. And, you know, I thought, do they, any of these people work? You know, <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I just couldn't understand it. But anyway, it was April the 15th, and I bought that new car. And I had a preacher friend, and I was showing him a new car, and so, and so forth. And, and he said, well, preacher, just remember, he said, the newness wears off before the payments do. <laughs> I said, you're, you're right about that, brother. You're right about that. But you know something, folks? I mean, everything that is presented as truth is going to be tested. What is not truth will be borne out to be false one day. But God's truth will abide. Yes, God's truth is that which is truly genuine. It is real. And it is worth it. Not only is it really genuine, but it has got real value to it. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse number 21 says, that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth. 
that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that send unto thee. I mean, it is one thing to know if something is real or not, but it is another thing to determine its true value. I remember when the first time I saw some fool's gold. And you know what? It was genuine, real, real, authentic fool's gold. <laughs> but you know what? didn't make any difference. It was still worthless. It was still worthless, you know. It did not have any value. But truth, God's truth, is, folks, let me tell you, it's precious. God's truth is precious. You know, it is one thing to say, I hold in my hand God's invaluable truth. But you know, does God's truth, do you let it affect your heart? Do you study it? Do you learn it? Do you commit it to memory? Do you make it your priority day by day? Oh, yes. God's truth is real, genuine. It's got real value. And you know, according to what the scripture says right there, it ought to be something you're willing to sacrifice to have. To know. To know for sure. To know for sure. That you are a child of God. That's, that's truth. That's truth. To know that Jesus died for all of your sins. That's truth. To know that uh, one day when you leave this world, there's no reason to fear death. Because you have a home in heaven been prepared uh, by the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, it is worth all the sacrifice. It is worth all of the effort to know God's truth and to believe it and to try it and to test it. We all know people. We all know people that have made foolish investments and buy things. And, and you know, you just sometimes have to ask, what were they thinking of? I remember we were just married, not long, uh, not long after we were married. And Susan said, Jim, uh, somebody's going to come over this week and uh, something about fuller brushes. Well, some of you older folks will remember the fuller brush man. I said, we don't need any brushes. She said, well, you know, this so and so, they asked us if we would listen to this thing and we'll get a few dollars for it too, you know, and so forth. You probably are guessing what's happening here, you know. And, uh, and so this guy came in and I saw this fancy schmancy vacuum cleaner. I said, I thought we were going to see something about brushes. Fellow said, well, uh, it does have brushes to it, you know, <laughs> and so forth. So that part is right, you know, and so forth. And, uh, and you know, that's as far as I'm going to go with that story. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're talking about foolish investments. You're talking about them foolish. You know, just because you spend much for something, that doesn't mean it's really valuable. That doesn't mean it really is, has meaning to you. But I'm telling you, once you have acquired God's truth, keep it close to you. Yes. Keep it close to you, trust it, depend upon it, and look to it. Yes, God's truth, that which is unchanging. God's word is valuable today and tomorrow and forever. Most of us can look back 
and uh, we maybe uh, should not have spent money on this or that, but the value of God's truth is enduring. Its return will never disappoint you. Oh, yes, no wonder, Solomon says, buy the truth, buy the truth, and sell it not. When it comes to this treasure, this is a treasure worth protecting. This is a treasure that it is important that you keep it close to you. Guard it very jealously. As scripture says, guard your heart. Keep this, the sense of this treasure close to you. Keep it the focal point of your life. Solomon says, sell it not. Don't let it go. You be sure you stay close to it. Depend upon it. Count on it. Never underestimate the value of God's truth in your life. Sell it not. Oh, the silly things that people will do in exchange for God's truth. Start to believe a lie somewhere. Some try to sell it for the pleasures of sin. Some try to sell it for some pursuit of riches and honors of this world. It is so easy. It is so easy to get distracted by the reputation and honors of this world. When you should speak up, you should stand up, you should proclaim that which is truth. But you let it, the opportunity slip on by. And it just goes and goes and goes and goes farther and farther and farther away. And then afterward, Lord, I should have stood up. I should have spoken your truth. I should have proclaimed your truth. Oh, yes. Uh, maybe you're one of those comparison shoppers. You go back and forth. Back and forth. Should I buy this? The price is close. But oh right here. But yet when the Lord presents you with this truth. Take it then. And count on it. And, uh, and, and listen. You're never going to get a better bargain. Than the one that the Lord is going to give you. Uh, through his word. Because now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. By truth. By truth. But you know another point. By wisdom. By wisdom. Oh yes you see. This is all part of the deal. Uh, And that is. uh, You get God's truth. And the scripture says. As part of that. You get his wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is basically. According to the scriptures. It is the biblical application of truth the biblical application of truth that's wisdom that's wisdom and you know almost every chapter of the book of proverbs there is a reference to wisdom biblical wisdom that right that biblical application of god's knowledge of truth There must be this knowledge of God's truth. It needs to be applied. It needs to be applied properly and correctly. Uh, And and you can do that as a child of God. The Holy Spirit can take that knowledge uh, of truth. What you have learned, what you know, you can count on. You can depend upon it. It is truth. And apply it correctly. You can know the truth. 
You can know the truth, but that doesn't mean you're going to apply the truth. How many of us know this is what God says? This is what God's word teaches. God's word is very plain about this, how I should live, what I should accept in my life, what I should live for. But do we do it? Do we do it? No, you see, the wisdom is knowing this is what God says, but then applying it, living for it, and doing that because the Holy Spirit can help you. Oh, think of the tragedy. Think of the tragedy of knowing the truth, but not applying it. How many of us know the truth about our relationship with Jesus Christ? We know the importance of it, but do we let it change our lives? Do we let it affect the way that we live? By wisdom. Wisdom. Proverbs chapter 2 and verse number 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. Wisdom better than precious metals. Proverbs chapter 8 and verse number 11. For wisdom is better than rubies. And all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 16. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. Yes, by the truth, Solomon says. You get truth and you hold on to it. You become firm in your attachment to it. You're going to count on. You're going to learn. You're going to study. You're going to commit to memory God's truth because God's truth will help you. It will give you that knowledge to make application biblically as you live this life by wisdom. But then Solomon said, not only do you get wisdom as part of the deal, but you also get Instruction. Instruction. This is another one of those key words in the book of Proverbs. Again and again, we see truth. We see wisdom. We see instruction. We see, yes, and then understanding. Truth, that which is faithful, that which is stable, that which is firm, that which is unchanging. And wisdom, the application of that knowledge. And instruction, the word instruction has the idea about applying things for discipline's sake. Being chastened and corrected by the Lord so that we then live more Christ-like in our example. Discipline. Discipline, having that sense of instruction. But let's face it, as soon as you mention the word discipline, most people today, they want to tune you out right now. They don't want to hear about it. They don't care about it. I think one of the reasons that people reject the idea of discipline from the Lord is because they just don't understand it. They don't get it. But whenever the Lord sends anything to us that is hard to bear, if we do not see the meaning of it, the tendency is for people to rebel. Discipline. 
discipline God's wisdom and love that he uses to deal uh, with us, to deal with us. It is for our good to have that discipline. The next time the Lord deals with us in discipline, look to the Lord to help you to understand and deal with what the Lord is doing in your life because he's doing it for your own good, to help you, to give you strength as a child of God, to be able to endure so that you might be then come out stronger. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse number 10 tells us that wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. Proverbs 15.33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. Proverbs chapter 29 and verse number 15, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Proverbs 3.13, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. Wisdom gives a depth to your soul. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 4, the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. The world, the world they may not like, they may not want what God is teaching by the why discipline, but God's word endorses it and encourages it. Oh, just in the book of Proverbs, Solomon says, get instruction, buy it and sell it not. Oh, it's better than wealth. Brings wisdom, brings honor, brings life. But when you reject those things, it's going to bring loss, going to bring death. Buy truth. Amen. Buy truth and sell it not. Amen. For with that will be wisdom, with that will be instruction, and with that will be finally understanding. Understanding. A spiritual discernment. Spiritual insight. Proverbs chapter 24, I think is a good passage that reinforces that. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse number 30. I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. In verse 31, and lo, it was all grown over with thorns and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone thereof was, as the scripture says, broken down. And then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. When you look, when you look at something like this from God's word with understanding, it teaches you something. It teaches you biblical understanding has to do with spiritual discernment. One of those synonyms is to have insight, usually associated with the word between. You find this, and then you find this, and then between it, you see how it connects, and God gives you that discernment because you've got God's truth, you've got God's wisdom. 
you've got God's instruction and you now have God's understanding for you. Oh, yes. First Kings chapter 3 and verse 9 says this. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern, is what Solomon said, between good and bad. For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? And then in verse number 10 of 1 Corinthians, or 1 Kings chapter 3, and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. If you would continue to study about more about instruction, he would bring to you so much in your life in understanding. Understanding that comes for, from the Lord. Better than riches. That brings life. Brings happiness. The kind of understanding that helps bring solutions. When you are faced with choices that are not very pleasant. You know there's an old song. Goes way back. And one of the lines from that song is, I would rather be an old-time Christian than anything I know. That means folks buying the truth and selling it not. And understand with that comes God's wisdom, comes God's instruction, comes God's understanding. And you know, when you find that you have sought this truth, when you find that you realize how much you can count on God's truth and you see how it leads to God's wisdom and his instruction and his understanding, you know what you're going to also find? You're going to find the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ is all truth. He is all wisdom. He is all instruction. He is all, uh, he is all understanding, truth, unchanging statements, wisdom, biblical application of truth, instruction to correction to make us more Christ-like and understanding, spiritual discernment, God-given insight by the truth, by the truth. And sell it not.